Welcome to another edition of the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Hello, everybody. Uh, PrideToDetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook. We got to get the formalities out of the way. As you can tell, this ain't a uh, Monday release. We are coming in the middle of the week here, recording on a Tuesday, which means something bad has happened in the Lions la- in Lions Land, the land of lions, magical place of Lions football. My camera's off whack. I need to get the Twitch feed up and everything. Uh, Jeremy's hiding his eyes, our fearless leader at Detroit on Lion. And I am Chris Perfett, your adequate host at Chris Perfett, P-E-R-F-E-T-T. My mouth is like stinging here too. So this is just, we're off to a flying start, Jeremy. Hooray! Midweek podcast. You know, it's Ooh. that's always when it's bad is we have to tell midweek podcast. John Whitaker is here, by the way. Uh, Hello. Is it at Whitaker now? Yes, yeah. that's right. I have Whitaker. newly adjusted the tire on. I'm wearing no. a Seahawks shirt. Yeah, I told him when he was coming in, he was being a heel. Uh, <laughs> for those hey, they that, have two of my favorite players now. They have Quandre Diggs and they have Russell Wilson. For those at home not watching on Twitch, John is wearing a Seahawks shirt. Why is that important? Well, let's get there in a second. Uh, we have an injury to talk about, one that is going on the IR, which we will talk about because today has been a pretty active news day. But more importantly... I just think... Yeah, I just think it was inappropriate for us to do a whole podcast based on the Saints releasing Zach Center. Why did we do this? It would back. We know. <laughs> to make me no, no. You know exactly why we were doing that. It's to make me mad. That's why. <laughs> That's why. I okay. Big news of the day, and I, I honestly, Jeremy, I was not expecting this news to be as big as it is, but I think we're going to get to the confluence of what made this news. Big was the trade of Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs has been dealt to the Seattle Seahawks for uh, this can't be right. A fifth rounder, a fifth rounder. Tech, not even really. Not they even. Quandre Diggs yeah. and a seventh rounder to, for oh a fifth my. rounder. And when you consider that the Lions are probably going to have a better draft pick than the Seahawks, this is technically getting even less I, than a fifth uh, rounder. Uh, yeah, seven. basically you get a pick one year earlier. That's that's really Wow, good. amazing. So some three So Quandre Diggs for a third day draft pick. I don't even care about the 7th rounder to be honest. I you know my opinion on 7th round. I don't even care about the 5th rounder. Yeah, exactly. No, that's it. That's it. I think that's why people are mad because you're seeing a guy who's starting caliber of a nickel corner. Suddenly it's like, "Oh, yeah, I'm or safety or wherever he's at on the field and going a fifth rounder day three you kidding me you really kidding me so that is the surprise for the detroit lions sitting here at two three and one near the trade deadline 10 weeks to go in the season injuries piling up but still i jeremy on the on the main on the main sale podcast we said the lions record is bad but they're not completely out of this yet and yet we come in here today on tuesday and it feels like the front office has decided to wave that flag to cast off an important element to their, de- to their uh, defensive backfield, which at this point, as we've been pointing out, you put out the article today about how, hey, the Lions are like terrible at blitz. So that means they need as many defenders in that backfield as they can. And they've decided, oh, okay, we need, we need good uh, defenders in the backfield. Okay, excuse me a second while I cut off my pinky finger. Yeah, I mean, I love I and at some point during this podcast I'll try to rationalize it. Know that I'm just playing devil's advocate and trying to look at things through Bob Quinn's point of view, but I just I can't look at this 
trade and see it making any real sense because to me it's it's not even about giving away Quandre Diggs as a player who who's good, who's cheap, um, who's all all the stuff that you need in in a good player on defense, but he's a leader on this team. He's an emotional leader. He's a he's a physical leader. You look at the secondary, the guys that they have left is a rookie and a and a second year player. They need someone to kind of guide them by and and I, I mean Quandre Diggs was the perfect example of that kind of guy. And so there's going to be huge emotional fallout. And and Dave Burkett, I know, has put out, like, this is not a sign that the Lions are quitting on the season. And maybe Bob Quinn believes that to be true. But I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it like I didn't buy it last year that the Lions were pleading that, hey, just because we traded in Golden Tate doesn't mean we're, we're giving up on the season. You know, it, it, he only has six months left on the contract. So... Um, we're just getting ahead of this. And and that's what they'll say for this one. They're just getting ahead of this one. Quandre Diggs has two and a half years left on his contract. He's about to take a big bump in pay. Salary cap hits about to go big, way up. They're being proactive. They have two guys for the future. They're, they're just being proactive. But they're giving up on the season. I'm sorry. Try to keep this locker room intact when Darius Slade's already public, t- publicly tweeting that this is bullshit. The team is on a three-game losing streak. They're four lo- wins behind first place in the NFC North. Where do they go from here? In terms of football sense, I don't know that this makes that big of a difference in the team this year. But in terms of locker room and team morale and all that, like they they put their, themselves in a huge hole, and I don't know how they pull themselves out of it. I'm already seeing in the chat some people talking about some of the points you were talking about, Jeremy, about how this is a lot of this is probably about the salary cap, about how his cap number is going to go up next year. Uh, the Lions have almost 18 million in cap space, though. So I really don't want to hear that part. Like, well, I mean, seven million is is not that much. I, I looked ahead. Yeah, his oh, entire I mean, his cap at seven. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Looking at his entire cap hit for the rest of his contract, he never cracks the top ten in safeties. Yep, he's not that expensive. I'm sorry for the kind of you know boost you're getting, and and I see a lot of people already like playing uh, hindsight games of like, Oh, well, you know, he was never that good. And he wasn't, you know, that big of an emotional leader and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I was going to say the one, I don't buy it. Yeah. I, uh, the one point I quibble with on what Burkett was saying, it's like, Oh, Hey, he wasn't that good this season. It's only six games into the season. And you can only be so good when you don't, when you have literally no pass rush backing up the defensive backs, when you're asked to do everything on every play on every down on defense because they can't bleeping blitz like of course you're not going to look as good no one also, would I no mean, one six would. games six games and six games quandre Diggs didn't play in one of those yep he got he exited in the first quarter of another and he played last game with a hamstring injury so you're basically judging quandre Diggs' performance this year on three healthy games and one quarter you're selling very low on him. Yes, like, that, that's the in, other thing, too. In recent yeah. years, he's played very well. And I think with the way that he's fit into this defense, I don't know who's going to replace him. Uh, maybe they'll make a trade of some sort, but then that just seems kind of like you're you know, making a net positive. Like You just trade away a piece, then you got a dude who basically does the same thing. I, that doesn't make sense to me. So what, are they going to stick with their, their youngsters? I mean, I'm sorry, I think they're... I, I think like Will Harris and, you know... Tracy Walker can be good, but at the same time, they're young, inexperienced, and this is a, a team that really, as 
Chris said, can't rush the passer. The secondary is getting no help whatsoever. It's going to be a trial by fire for them. And this isn't a team that should be relying on the youngsters. This is a team that was supposed to be here to win now with Stafford in his prime. I'm sorry. I, I know that's not like, you know, people keep going back and saying, well, they've never actually stated that they want to win now. And like, it was never a reason like, you know. Uh, oh, it's it, they weren't moving on from Caldwell because they're saying nine and seven isn't good enough anymore for the Lions. Like, come on. The, the whole point of a football team is to improve over the years. This is not easing down. This is not a team that should be easing down into a rebuild when you have a quarterback in the prime of his career. Having, again, another baller of a season, Jeremy. Yeah. To suddenly yeah, I mean- just... Like to and and I think again we're we're gonna get over to the optic side of things, the football. I think we just have to argue the football side of things because it is really a head scratcher. Like I don't like playing armchair general manager because it gets into this stuff where people justify the cheapskate uh, realities of teams not trying as hard as they should. And I've got nothing here, man. I I really, it's it's frustrating as sitting back as a fan. If I was a if I was more of a fan right now, I'm just. Mad. I, I would be mad because so many things are coming together. It's the optics of trading after a, after the third straight loss. It's all of the players mad, upset. It's the fact that Diggs has had a remarkable career so far and the fact that you only got a third-day draft pick for him. Only a third-day draft pick, and you're sending him off to a a playoff team, probably a playoff team, in the in the same conference that you are in. Right. Like, come on, Again. man. Again. And they're, Again. And they're probably going to be competing the for the wild card come spot the hell because the 49ers on. are, are undefeated. Yeah, yeah yes, that's, exactly. that's it. Too. They're going to compete for the wild card. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, have fun with that. They're, they're giving it to a prime wild card contender. I mean, this is this undoubtedly spells the end of 2019. I'm usually not, I'm usually the guy, I mean, even on the podcast this week, I'm like, it seems not over, guys. But every, every optic of this trade points to the Lions. 2019 season being over and and I don't know if Bob Quinn thinks that way and if he doesn't I think he's being myopic I think he's being ignorant I think he's being I don't know I, I think he entrusts this coaching staff a little more than maybe they should be with holding this locker room together right now um, in terms of like the football side of all of it I mean there, there's no other way to read this than this team having a ton of faith in in their two young safeties in, in Will Harris and in Tracy Walker and I'm not there yet. I'm sorry. I think Quandre Diggs is currently playing a lot better than both those guys. And sure, this is this is a long-term game. They have these guys for another three or four years, depending on whether they, or I guess they don't pick up their fifth-year option because they're they're not first-round picks. But yes, those guys are coming cheaper. Yes, those guys are are younger. But Quandre Diggs is 26. It's not like he's this old veteran. They're like, <laughs> ah, we got to get him out of here before you know his his play declines huge. I, I mean, I. It, it's hard for me to wrap my head around this. It's hard for me to buy that Quandre Diggs was getting a lot worse because we know um, just by hearing him talk and, and the fact that he came up as a sixth rounder, like this is a guy that works hard. This is a guy that, I mean, pl- has played with a chip on his shoulder for the entirety of his entire NFL career, probably his entire college career too. And so to, to give up on him and put it all in these two young players who have yet to prove themselves in this league it's a ballsy move and it's not going to be a popular one. And, and you know, maybe it pays off in the long term, but the optics look really, really bad right now. And I'm not one to see exactly how this, this one makes sense. I just, I just don't know how you keep selling this to a fan base. Like that's the thing. It's not their job. 
No, I know that. I, I, I know that, Jeremy. I know that. But their job's also to win football games. <laughs> Whether yeah. that comes this year or next, but I'm not seeing the strategy for either side. And thus, if you don't have a strategy in place to show that you are doing this to win football games either now or in the future, your strategy should be something to sell this to fans. All three are missing here. All three are missing. Is not going to do that. What? A fifth rounder is not going to do that. A fifth rounder is not going to do that. It's not going to build your team for the future either. And it's not going to help you win right now. And I, I, I don't know, like people are sitting here saying, yes, Will Harris, Tracy Walker. That's good. That's good enough. That's good enough. Who, who's going to be behind him next year though? The Lions like to go three safeties a lot. Who's going to be behind exactly. him? Exactly. That was my biggest concern. Like if you look at the rest of the roster, so I figured Tavon Wilson's probably going to take that role. I mean, that's not very inspiring, but he's he not signed through next year though. Yeah, and yeah. he's not even signed through next year. So, I mean, what? Then they have Miles Killebrew and CJ Moore on the team. I don't view any of them as yeah, anything Miles more Kilber's than special team guys. Miles a linebacker at this so, like, point. What? Are you going to spend another like day two pick on a safety? Well, then it's like, are you going to spend that fifth round pick on a safety to replace Diggs? Well, guess what? That safety that you draft is probably not going to be the same caliber as Diggs's. I mean, obviously, you know, you see late round picks shine. I mean, Diggs is a perfect example of that. But most of the time, Fifth rounders, you know, that's just they're serviceable at best. Right. So, I mean, I think your most value you, you can get out of the most value you can get out of a fifth round pick is using it to trade up somewhere else. And I don't even yeah. like trading up. Yeah, but that's the thing is like Diggs was, and I see some people are saying like, hey, Diggs was a was a third was a third day draft pick. That's true, but again, guys like that are rare. Guys like that are rare. Some, something happens that they fall through the cracks or they are one of the rare ones that get the chance to grow and get better in the NFL after their initial scouting. Like, you don't get those. That That's not it. Those aren't guys that come up the, in the draft every year. You yeah. want to play the six-round draft pick game? Mm-hmm. I love Travis games. Fulgham this year. Mm-hmm. Travis Fulgham. I don't believe he's on the team currently. Ty Johnson. Smart, I think. I forget. Uh, Jeremiah Ledbetter. Brad Kaya, Gone. Jake Rudock, Anthony Gone. Zettel, Jimmy Gone. Landis, Andre Diggs, TJ Jones. Landis, that hurts. Jones lasted a while. Yeah. Never but really did he was. Ever really make an impact? He was not he really. No, Andre no. Diggs? <laughs> no, no, he did not. Hanging around on a team's depth chart slash practice squad is, is not value. <laughs> Well, Sorry. the other thing is that the Lions were really able to resurrect Diggs' career because he started off okay, then he had a bad sophomore campaign, and then eventually they switched him to safety, and he just was doing incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, like, he was never going to be like one of the league's like top safeties, but he was doing pretty damn well in that defense and the role they were giving him. Like, I love watching him just knock the crap out of people. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, like, I'm so sad that he's going to be over in the... I mean, I guess they're not the Legion of Boom anymore, but maybe they will with him there. Right. Because he, he's a he's a fun guy to watch. He's a, If you look at him on Twitter, he's a really, like, entertaining, great personality. And I think that's really the biggest loss, is that who are you going to replace that with? Now, my problem is that if you look at the Lions in recent memory, I mean, you can argue that Jim Caldwell, you know, the writing was on the wall, it was time to move on, but he was loved by players. Golden Tate loved in the locker room. Now, Diggs, like, it makes me concerned that the Lions don't really care about having, you know, a whole bunch of unity in the locker room. Well, like, that's, people aren't going to be happy. I, I think that's a great point because I don't think that's something people, listen, I'm not going to bag on on analytics right now. 
It is a exciting time to be alive in the world of sports. If you like numbers, if you like looking beyond the game, if you like looking not just at the play, but as someone, even if you don't have the experience of being a former player yourself, it's a great time to get in because of analytics. On the other hand, I think that empathy towards that element right there is down most of all among not only fans, but sometimes front office people. Athletes are not machines you just plug and play into this, into a, a greater machine. They are not. They are not components to a computer that you just stick in a USB a USB port and just run. Like especially in a game of football where you have to have high flying emotion <laughs> to play this game. If you are not charged up, you are not going to enter that primal berserker trance that allows you to smack a guy in the face. You just won't have it. You won't have it in a blood sport. And when you lose, a, when you're giving up a leader like Quandre Diggs, when again the Lions still had a, fu- a puncher's chance for this season, I'm sure the locker room would say we still have a puncher's chance for this season in spite of on a three-game skid. No one here is giving up. Everyone's really willing to give it their all. And you turn around and get rid of one of the leaders. That, that demoralizes an army. I, I hate to use the military terms, but it really is. It is. It, it it's demoralizing. You're seeing it with players right now, and I know we're over, and we got to go to break. And we'll probably talk about some of the moral stuff coming back. But I I don't know how you can look at this trade and say this makes the locker room culture better. And when we're dealing with a team like the Detroit Lions, with who you are, I think you need some locker room culture, guys. I really, I, it, it, it would help. It would really, really help. It's not like a bunch of mercenaries are all, all in there waiting to try to get a ring together. It's a team that has to really buy into a unified vision at the end of the day to get things done. Uh, Jeremy, I leave the last minute, uh, minute we have here to you, and then we'll move on. Well, I mean, I, I think we should talk more about it in the second segment. Sure. But, I mean, the question is, and I see a lot of people throwing it in the chat, too, is, is where do the lines go from here? They have... 51 players on their current roster. They have a, now some more cap room is another move coming. And I can't say for sure. Yes or no. Um, the fact that Dave Burkett is convinced that this team is not selling could suggest that maybe something is coming. They obviously need uh, another running back on the roster and we'll get to why in a little bit and, and maybe some potential solutions there, but I don't think there's a solution that keep that salvages this season. I know a lot of people are looking at pass rushers like Chandler Jones and Von Miller is a, is a name that's haphazardly being thrown out of there, even though there's no sign that, that the Broncos are interested in trading him. Um, I would say even if Von Miller comes to this team this year, which I don't expect to happen at all, I'm not happy <laughs> right now. And, and, and I know that sounds crazy because Von Miller is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of talent, but I don't think it saves the season. I really don't. I just, I yeah. don't know. And, and even well, the fact that I'm speculating this, I shouldn't even be giving it that sort of platform because I think it's that unlikely well, to happen. Let's table that. Let's take a quick break. I'll answer some ch- questions in Twitch chat, and we'll be right back in the Pride of Detroit POD cast. We're going to talk about where the team could go from here, the possibility of a trade, what this has done to the locker room, and update on the injury front, as, as Jeremy has been alluding to. Uh, running back depth is, if you thought the Lions couldn't run the ball, uh, for a while now, they're going to have even more problems. So we will be right back on the Pride of Detroit POD cast emergency edition.
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back on the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Uh, so we talked about the locker room problems already. And really, I think we need to reset it a little bit and maybe b- bounce back. We are reacting pretty well in the moment because that is what sports media asks us to do. You are not asking for our opinion three, four days, far less weeks down the road where we have a bigger picture and we can thus talk about that. You you want that opinion right now. You want the you want the analysis right now. We have to give it to you as it exists right now. You can always come back to this later and see if we were right or wrong. I've I've been wrong plenty of times. But I think just again and that that's that's the key issue here is that the opinion right now is not great. Uh Jeremy, we talked about it. So we have Darius Slay Who's up for another con for a contract himself? Very upset to see his partner in the backfield gone. Uh, Jamal Agnew was tweeting about this. It's not. Uh, it's not going as as I alluded to last segment. It's not going over well with the locker room right now. Quandre Diggs was a leader in that locker room. Every report said so. So I guess the question is, who steps up in his place, or can anyone step up in his place right now? <laughs> I mean, I mean, as an emotional leader in that secondary, I don't know. Uh, mm. I, I don't think it's necessarily Darius Slay. Nothing against the guy personally, but I think he's more um, of kind of like the silly guy, like the comic relief, rather than like the let's get down to business and do this. And not to say Darius Slay doesn't work hard; he absolutely does. I just don't think he's that kind of leader where he gets in people's faces and 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 things like that. Um, Tavon Wilson maybe is is an option since he's a veteran there, um, but. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't think there is a guy necessarily, and maybe you hope it's Tracy Walker in the long term, uh, but that's a that's a tough ask of a second year player. And so, uh, I mean, and I mean, I, I hate to even throw this out there, but some people have talked about it. And considering the Lions didn't give Darius Slay an extension this offseason, he was clearly asking for it. Considering that he's 
very clearly not happy right now. Do you and and he's about to turn thirty? Do you consider trading Darius Slay right now? I, I, I mean, think if the price is right, there are a lot of teams looking around. Like Chris Harris, for example, is on the trade market. I think Darius Slay is kind of in a similar circumstance. I think you get it for a similar price. Yeah, that and that's the difference here. Is like you can actually get something for Darius Slay where you got peanuts for for Quandre Diggs. You could actually get something for Darius Slay. And I even we put out a, an article today asking if the line should be buyers or sellers. And I said Darius Slay is the only tradable asset really on this team that I thought. Um, and but I was ultimately against it. Like I, I, I was like, you don't want to do that to this locker room. You don't want to necessarily give up on the season. You don't want to add cornerback to your list of already a ton of needs, but I feel like the damage has already been done with this Quandre Diggs trade, and, and now I'm, I'm leaning towards maybe, yeah, you do consider if you can get a first and change for Darius Slay right now, I might do it. I'm, mm-hmm. It'd be good value, but we always love the potential versus the known asset, and I think that is the wrong way of doing things. And more to the point right now is that I don't think the Lions need more assets in a potential matter, they need assets in the kinetic matter. Like, I- I'm going to say this again. You are not going to get more, many more years of this quality of Stafford right now. You are, you just keep, you just keep wasting it, man. Just keep pissing it away. Just keep pissing away. Tell it's like that you're just going to draft a pass rush, you know, a couple of years down the line. You need to draft another offensive lineman. Just keep telling yourself you need to fix the linebacker core again and again and again and again. And you do, you do, you do. But it's always in this manner of, I mean, it's always in this manner of watching this team just throw things away to try to rebuild it again. I'm just asking for something to hit at some point. Like I'm just, I, I'm, fr- I, my frustration arises from the fact that this team just keeps doing this. It, it's a team that perpetually kicks this can down the road. And I'm not sure where this can's going to end up at the end of the day. I'm not sure. Yeah, this is, yeah. My argument this is, though, is that yeah. the can has been kicked. No, it has like, been. It, it has it, been like at this People point, happy. why not trade Slay? I mean, you have him for one more year. Are you are you going to go all in next year for with Slay? Is he going to hold out again? Here's I mean, the thing: if you end that. up if you end up trading Slay, that basically just screams rebuild because yeah. with the current lineup, you have trading away Slay. Even if you get a first round pick and you spend that on a corner, that's that's a huge gamble and it's not an, an asset that's going to get you a you know good return right off the bat. And with I, honestly, the Lions window is closing. If you if you're gonna trade Slade, hell, trade Stafford. You like you're you're just gonna be wasting time anyway. Well, I'm, that's taking yeah, it a little too far from no, me. No, that's <laughs> no. I, I'm obviously making a kind of a hyperbole about that, but I mean, still, it's just it's frustrating because, like, we've seen Stafford for so many years not have talent around him, and you know, I think the offense is finally coming around. We'll talk about some of the injuries in a bit, but you know, the defense after what looked like a really good year last year is falling apart. And now you're shedding players who, for the most part, we thought were going to be keep, you know, key parts of the defense. So like, if you get getting rid of digs is one thing. If you get rid of someone like Slay, I mean, there's really not a lot of positives back there. Yeah. I just, it's just, it's frustrating because we keep talking about this is the strength of the team. And I mean, maybe you build up another strength. I'm just, I'm just kind of tired of watching this thing just, 
constantly try to figure out what it is at this point. As Jeremy said, the can is kicked. You're in a pretty tough situation. On the other hand, there's just I, I just don't see this team, its front office, having faith in any of its parts that it can gel together. And I don't know where else I'm going with that. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. I uh, want to give the last 10 minutes of this podcast here, however, to carry on Johnson. He heads the injured reserve right now. He could come back. It's early enough this season. He could come back uh, before the end of the season. However, uh, he had a procedure on his knee. He will miss most of the season. And for the Lions, they have no answer now at running back. I'm sorry, Ty Johnson. I'm not. Uh, he might be good. He might be. He might be good. Sixth round pick. Sixth round pick. Who knows? But we've we just haven't He's seen fast. anything out of this Lions team to once again tell us that they're going to establish the run. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It. It. it this is a news item that sucks. It obviously sucks for Kerryon Johnson. It obviously sucks for fans of him. It sucks for a guy that looked like maybe he was finally to, ready to turn things around this season. You know, they they played pretty well. Um, he played pretty well in the first quarter against. Uh, a, a good Vikings defense, but in the long term, I, I mean, I'm sorry, in the short term, the rest of the season, um, even before the the Quandre Diggs trade, I don't think it made much of a difference this year. The Lions weren't running the ball well, anyways. Um, so now they'll they'll bring in a, another guy, and whether it's going to be Kenyon Drake or Zach Zenner back or T.J. Anderson or whoever the hell they decide to bring back in their endless shuffle of running backs this year. Um, I don't think it's going to matter that much. Um, I, I love carry on Johnson. I think he has all the talent in the world to be a good running back in this league, but this year just wasn't happening. It just wasn't. And I don't, I didn't suspect, suspect it was ever going to turn around in a big way, in a, in a meaningful way. You know, maybe he'll have another hundred yard game. Maybe he'll, he'll have one or two more good games scattered across the season, but in the, in terms of the 2019 season, I don't think the loss of him matters all that much. And, and that, I'm, I'm trying to say that in a way that's not hindering his value and his talent. I think he's a talented guy. I just think the running game wasn't working this year, and, and it goes well beyond on Johnson himself. So um, the, it's it's an unfortunate loss because he's a guy I'm really rooting for, and I think a guy everyone in, in Lions fandom is rooting for. But, um, yeah, it's just, just kind of an unfortunate business and, and probably not that huge of an impact on the team this year. So you are saying that you think probably the season, like without those elements, hard for me to see other than the conclusion is the season is lost. I, I mean, I mean, stranger things I, have I happened, do feel, but it just I, forecasting. I feel right that. Now. Yeah, I feel that that way after the Quandre Diggs trade, at least a little bit. I think I think the lines will still be contending in a week to week basis, but I mean, we were talking on the podcast. This team needs to be eight and two, essentially. At worst, seven and three down the stretch to make the playoffs. Not I think do this. That. Yeah, I don't. I doubt that. It was already a long shot to happen. I think after the Quandre Diggs trade, it, it doesn't happen. They'll still be competitive ga- in games. They'll they'll may even you know pull off an upset or two. But um, I don't think anyone really expects this team to make the playoffs anymore. No, I don't think so either. The other thing is that. Like, if you look at where the Lions are at right now, and we, or you kind of talked about trading Quandre Diggs to a, another wild card competitor, is that, you know, even if for whatever reason, somehow the Lions sneak through as a wild card team, congrats, you're on the road for the rest of the playoffs. How many times do we see wild card teams get smashed? I'd say pretty often. 
and with the depth of this team, I'm not, I'm not happy. I'm not, I'm not confident in the long run. There is one benefit though. I mean, there, there's never a benefit to losing a guy like Carryon Johnson. But the thing is, this Lions passing attack has been very effective this year. So, you know, we'll probably see more of that. I think Ty Johnson and JD McKissick are both good pass catchers. So at the same time, we might see an oversaturation of passing and that could kill them because like in recent years, Stafford. yeah, in, in recent years, we've had, you know, Matthew Stafford with no run game and he's put up a lot of yardage, but you know, we haven't necessarily seen a complete team to help him out, especially in, even in this season, the Lions have struggled to close out games by running off the clock. It's, so, going, to, it's going to make games yeah. look like the, the Vikings game the Lions just had is what it's going to do. Exactly, that's what I you, forecast. Yeah, it's they're going to have to trade blows nonstop with an offense, and suddenly mid-tier quarterbacks will be will look good against the Lions because the Lions will not be putting any pressure on them whatsoever. And now you've hamstrung yourself by removing one of your top, you know, safeties, nickel corners from the from the scenario as well, which puts you in a which puts you in a harder block. If Jerem if as Jeremy says, they end up trading away Darius Slay, could could get even worse. I, the Lions are just not going to even against teams where we we are looking right now and saying, Oh yeah, the Lions could beat the Raiders. Oh yeah, the Lions could beat the Giants. The Lighters the Lions could beat uh, Washington. The Lions could beat the t- Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Will they? Will they with this current setup? They could setup? lose to any team. They, they could lose to any team now. Yes. They play up and down to their opponents, and that's an yeah. extremely frustrating thing. We saw that early in the season against the Cardinals. They should have won that game easily, and then they just fell apart down the down the stretch. I think, you know, the Chargers and Eagles wins, those were good, and we had a lot of, you know, wind in our sails after that. But, you know, it's the same thing. They're not able to pull ahead. They're not able to, you know, dominate the clock with their run game. So last question I want to give to you guys right now. And again, we are sitting here in this aftermath of Quandre Diggs traded for a fifth rounder. Uh, I'm seeing. And once again, I do not believe this was a salary cap dump. Uh, maybe it was, but I don't think it was a meaningful salary. Ca- I don't think it was an effective salary cap dump if that was the case. It was only as Jeremy, what was that number again? 3.5 million they saved? Something like that. I don't yeah. know. I mean, either way, it, it doesn't, it's not a lot. It's not immediate. a lot. It's, it's, it's somewhat meaningful down the line. Um, and I mean, I mean, I don't know yeah, let any me, other way to read it other than that. Because, let me, let me, let me ask okay, this then. Let me, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just, I, I want to ask this cause I don't want us to get lost in the weeds again. Cause we've covered that cap earlier in the podcast. Do you feel, how do you feel after today about Bob Quinn and the front office? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Do you feel the same? Do you trust him with future drafts? Do you trust him with future trades? Do you trust him with future free agent signings? I mean, <laughs> you, you trust we him know right the answer now. to that question. I mean, all I'm going to say is he and I very clearly have a different view of Quandre Diggs. Okay. And I, and honestly, and, and the rest of the line's current safety, because maybe something's going on behind closed doors about Quandre Diggs that I don't know, but just because he wasn't playing his best in, as we mentioned, three and a quarter games, uh, doesn't mean that a 26 year old safety is on the downslide and, and ear, you know, irreplaceable or, you know, whatever. 
irreplaceable. I, I just I don't get it. He and I are just are not on the same page, and maybe he knows something I don't. But I'm I'm disappointed with the moves he made today, and um, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping something is is I hope, I'm hoping we're doing an emergency podcast tomorrow with much better news. That that's all I'll say. I probably won't be on that one just because I'll need some rest at some point. Uh, what do you think, John? It's hard to say. I mean, I've always been kind of critical of Bob Quinn. Like, I still didn't really like this past draft class. Like, um, linebackers have been such a huge issue. And I'm sorry, Jelani Tavai hasn't been great. We've seen it where he's, you know, his uh, lack of speed is a big issue. He has good instincts. Then we have a guy like Gerard Davis. Like, his, his drafts are hit and miss. But in terms of the free agent dealings like the trade i think if the lions were playing well i wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it but the thing is the lions had a heartbreaker against the packers they had a complete collapse against the vikings you just found out that your running back is going on the ir now we get this news about quandre Diggs getting traded like there's no positives right now for the lions like if you're a coach like matt patricia and you're trying to rally your team that yeah we can still compete in what everyone knows is a really tough conference and a really tough division. What what do you say to them? Yeah, here's your vocal leader. We shipped him off for basically nothing. Have fun. To your competition. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, that's I mean, again I'm, the point. That's again the big point. It. Yeah. Wild card competition in the NFC. Go on. Go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah. on though, uh, John. No, that's about all I had. I mean, I this isn't a big knock on Bob Quinn for me. Like, I think it's a disappointing move, but I think it's a move that other GMs would make because I think from a pure football perspective, I think I see the the value in trading digs because you, you have some good up-and-coming safeties. But for me, it's, just, it's the emotional part that just it really stings. And, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, fire Bob Quinn or anything radical like that. I mean, I think probably my bigger issues this year have been the coaching and failing to adapt. But like I think like Bob Quinn had a pretty good offseason. He was willing to throw money at you know holes on the offense and defense. And I think realistically, you're not going to get a lot of big fixes with midseason trades. I mean, I think someone like trading for Von Miller, like you almost never see something like that. And the very very worst case scenario, the Lions going to give up a ton of assets for that, and they're probably still not going to make the playoffs this year. So I, there's only so much like midseason wheeling and dealing you can do. And I mean, the digs, as I said, doesn't make me happy, but I guess I get it. The last thing I'll say on this before we close out is I get why people are tired of this. I get why people are frustrated with a lot of this. I get why people are having the same arguments as before. And some people feel the need to wring some meaning out of this to garner some hope because the other side of Lions fandom has been so toxic and so negative when it comes to hey, are, when talking about if this team is bad or not, I'm just, I think for, for myself, it is just exhausting dealing with the back and forth, and I just predict there's just going to be more back and forth about this. As I said, I feel like there's going to be contingent of both fans and probably some writers who will fast forward through the stages of grief towards acceptance, and you will be told for not accepting this that you are part of the SOL or something. I'm not going to predict anything on that I find it fascinating how this fan base works sometimes uh, but again I don't think we are doing anything wrong by reacting in the moment it is what people want it is what we deliver here at Pride of Detroit and if 
some other move happens, great. Well, as Jeremy said, we'll be back here tomorrow and be reporting on it again. And we'll be gladly talking about that and breaking it down. But in the moment, in an element of itself, it's hard to give this uh, Quandre Diggs trade a good grade. And that's just where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. standalone, it, it, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense unless, I mean, I, I, going, going back, the only thing I can read it to is like, there's something going on between Bob Quinn and, and Quandre Diggs. Yep. Something, something isn't right. And maybe, maybe his semi-poor play this year was indicative of something else going on because otherwise getting a fifth for an emotional leader and, you know, whatever, whatever amount of cap space it amounts to that this team is not currently desperate for is not worth it. There's just no way around it. Yep. I've got nothing else for it. I hate to make this really, a really depressing podcast, but I know people are coming to us for catharsis and I hope we get, got it out to the people there. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to say we are done recording this right now. So thank you all for listening to the pride of Detroit POD cast. Uh, Maybe we'll have some good news for you coming up here pretty soon. First bite's still da- coming down the pipeline. Maybe we have a win on Sunday. Maybe it all, maybe this all washes away like tears in the rain and becomes something grander. If not, we're still here. We're still in the back throwing spitballs. We'll throw some spitballs together. Because at some point, the, uh, the, dep- the depression will get you too depressed. Thanks, everyone. See you star side. iTunes. Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. It, it, it's so hard to remember all these now. Once again, see you, Chris. Chris, are already listening to it. I know. <laughs>